following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And it's time for you to get in on the action. Michigan TCU. Wolverines right now a nine and a half point favorite. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE to get the hookups. You can lay your cash down on the Buckeyes or the Dogs or the Wolverines or the Horned Frogs who are purple from TCU. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simon. What's up, Michigan? It is time for our number three on a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It is a great time to be a Michigan Wolverine. Number two in the college football playoff seedings. They'll take on TCU a little after 4 p.m. on Saturday, December 31st in Glendale, Arizona. If they win, they will play the winner of Georgia-Ohio State. Can you just imagine if it's Michigan-Ohio State in the national championship game on Monday night, January 9th? Oh, my Lord. You can just feel the energy with this show. With Michigan beating Ohio State, winning their second straight Big Ten championship, and now the overall number two seed. I know Georgia looked good against LSU, but LSU played right out of that game. I mean, you can't give Georgia anything. And I'm still shocked. It's It's been something I've addressed at the top of every hour uh, today. Shocked that Ohio State is only a seven-point underdog to Georgia in Atlanta at the Peach Bowl. That's on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board. Maybe it's to get the Ohio State fans to jump in and take Ohio State and get action in early. Because now you have limited football games because all you have left are the bowl games and the college football playoff. I'm talking at the college level. And Michigan, nine and a half. It's actually dropped to nine now. So the early money is going on TCU. And I'm like, okay, this team needed a miracle field goal against Baylor to even be in this conversation. Michigan hasn't needed a miracle this year because they've just dominated the last eight second halves. They Have they still given up a touchdown in the fourth quarter? I don't think so. They, they have not in the last eight games. I think Michigan wins this easily by double digits. But at this level, when you're down to four teams and there's two games, it's just win in advance. That's it. No style points. No style points at all. Just win. So our Bud Light huge question of the day, something we do every Monday, good and bad from the Michigan win over Purdue outside of a slow start. And maybe JJ a little 
previous Ohio State game, J.J., the second half, they were just men against boys again. So good and bad from that, good and bad from the Lions win over the Jags. Four quarters of near-perfect football, which, you know, Lions outside the loss to Buffalo 28-25 on Thanksgiving Day, they're playing as good as anybody in the NFL right now. That tie between the Giants and the Redskins hurt. You needed the Redskins to lose because they have the tiebreaker over them. I mean, the two teams in front of them right now in the NFC playoff standings that I'm looking at at CBSSports.com, Seattle at 7-5, and five, and the Giants. Or, excuse me, Giants, Seattle, then Washington. And Detroit has beat two out of those three in the Giants and Washington and blew that game against Seattle. Think about it. If they have the Seattle game back and the Minnesota game where they had a double-digit lead in the second half, they own the final playoff spot and control their playoff destiny. That's how close this Lions team is. Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist, will join us here in about 20 minutes. We did want to bring in Doug Skeen for the Michigan Football Podcast. Five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s. He was tough before tough was cool on the O-line. <laughs> how you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Bill. How you doing? I'm doing good. What is it? You know, you've been inside locker rooms, teams. There's something about Michigan and the confidence they bring and the coaching adjustments and the execution to the last eight second halves. It's it's phenomenal. It's like you watch this team and you're saying to yourself, yeah, you know what? They're going to take care of business in the second half. And that's just media and fans watching it, let alone the players in that locker room or what the coaching staff is doing to adjust and dominate in the second half. Yeah, you know, the most the most plausible explanation, the one that seems to make the most sense after watching this team pretty closely as this in the second half of the season, is I do think that there's absolutely – a wearing effect that this offense has on people. And when you run this style of offense where you're gap blocking and you're double teaming and you're pounding guys over and over again, there's a physical, there's a physical beating that you take on the other end of that thing, Bill. And, and then those, those running backs that we have, no matter who's carrying that football are pounding and pounding. And suddenly, suddenly the tackles that you were making in the first and second quarter are not as easy. And then you start seeing that the, the 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 gaps widen a little bit, and the, and the runs get a little bit longer, and the play action opens up, and everything else kind of breeds itself to success. And so, you know, there's there's not any magic going on there. You see, in, in you know, against Purdue, there, Purdue was filling the gaps, pressuring the edge of the offense, causing us problems running the football at times in the first half, just like Ohio State did. After that, after a while, though, it gets tiring, and then an adjustment or two, and all of a sudden, here we go in the second half. It's just, I think, at some point here, certainly in these playoffs, Michigan's not going to have the luxury to wait until the second half. They're going to have to find a way to score points earlier if they want to make this thing uh, end the way they want it to. You know, and I get what you're saying, Doug, but is it part of Harbaugh's strategy where it's like, hey, uh, we're going to hold the playbook until we need it? Well, I think that's clearly been a part of it, certainly from what we saw against Ohio State and to a degree against Purdue. And I think any coach would like to have the luxury of doing that. I think you're playing a little bit of a risky game there, assuming that you're going to be able to hold on to that playbook as long as you can. 
until you think you can unleash it a little bit. But I don't know that that changes anything that we've seen. Again, you look at what Michigan does. We, we down block the front side of a play and we pull you know, heavy weights over from the other side and we slam the front side linebacker time and time again out of different formations and different lead blockers. But the basic schematic design of the football is very, very similar. And so after a while, in, in, it just gets, like, like I said, it just gets physically tiring. And, 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 it, and I think that the strength and conditioning coach at Michigan has gotten some, some very justified attention here late in the season. This Michigan team um, has shown no weakness physically down the stretch. Yes, we've got injuries. That happens, and guys get bumped up and bruised. But, you know, as much as we love to look at the seven, eight-minute drives of smashing people under the ground, that's physically really hard to do as an offensive lineman, Bill. You've got to be in great shape to do it. And so kudos to that guy and the work that he's done with that Michigan offensive line group of getting these dudes uh, this point to this point in the season where they can just beat on people for three and a half hours and they don't seem to tire. And that's a, that's a Georgia mantra. That's what Alabama defensive units and offensive units have done in the past, and Alabama didn't have that defense this year, but it's one thing in watching Georgia LSU and then watching Michigan Purdue that Michigan is the only team I think that is in that same neighborhood this year. I'm not talking about that Georgia defense from last year that this year uh, with their O-line play and a healthy uh, defensive line, which would include Morris, you, you, you saw the immediate impact of Morris on that Michigan defensive line in terms of owning it, but they're the only the only team that I believe that can hang with Georgia. Well, you might be right there, and I hope we get a chance to see if that's going to be true. But I think that's, again, Bill, that's a model that works no matter what your opponent is. You know, I think some of the criticism of the Buckeyes is that they have maybe taken a step back in the last couple years with their offense and defensive line fronts. The greatest Ohio State teams in the last 10 years have all had some superstars on both sides of that offensive line this year. Maybe not so much. I know the left tackle is a super, super player. He's going to be a high draft pick. But the rest of them, as you watch them, look kind of average. Um, you look at what Michigan had done, has done last year since Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines have taken this run here. We're dominating at the point of attack right between the, you know, between the O-line and D-line. That's where, that's where the, the sausage gets made and, and things get tiring and it's, it's for men up there. And if you're not willing to do it for a whole football game, you know, there's going to be leaks. There's going to be leaks, and there's going to be cracks, and that's when Michigan takes advantage. So, yeah, I think I think the matchup is is certainly an interesting one, and hopefully we get to see it. Um, you know, it, it, it concerns me to a degree because of what we saw a year ago, and that was a different classification of defensive front versus our offensive front. So, I hope we get the chance to redeem ourselves because what happened last year against Georgia was a train wreck. And if it's not Georgia, and by chance Ohio State pulls the upset, Doug, as a former uh, Wolverine, as a five-time Big Ten champion, which meant you had to go through Ohio State, could you just imagine if it's Michigan-Ohio State in Los Angeles for the college football national championship game? Yeah, that that one is an interesting one to think about. And, and part of me is like, you know, like, I think it would kind of stink on one hand because I think it it diminishes what happened in Columbus two weeks ago and how special that was and how historic it was and how long it had been since a Michigan team had gone into Columbus and done something like that. We're talking decades. So if these two teams meet up again here in, in five, six weeks from now, 
or whatever that date is, is suddenly does that change the feeling that we had for that game in Columbus? Of course, I think it will, depending on the outcome. I'm sure all the Buckeyes want another chance at this thing, and certainly understandably so. Uh, as a football fan, it'll be interesting to watch. I think this is just the standard now, and certainly with the 12-team playoff that's coming, you're going to see rematches of these conference uh, heavyweights over and over again come playoff time. So I guess we should just probably get used to it because it's coming. Well, it was there last year with a rematch of Alabama and Georgia from the SEC championship game. So it's not crazy to think uh, the following year it's uh, Michigan, Ohio State uh, in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with you that you're a Michigan fan. Yeah, you'd love to beat them twice and. You know, a uh, uh, six-week period, and you beat them in the national championship game. You beat them in Columbus. You're a Michigan fan. You're thumping your chest. This is the greatest year ever. But if you would lose that game, and you're a Michigan fan or a player or a coach, that's a trump card that you may never get another chance to redeem. I know the playoff will be expanding, but the odds are that you would play the Buckeyes again in the national championship game in the Buckeye Nation and coaches and players could hold on to that over Michigan, that's a tough one to think about. That'd be really tough to think about. And as hard as it is to beat Ohio State, because they're so doggone good all the time, to think about having to do it twice within two months is uh, is a task that, that anybody who's being honest would admit would be a tall one for sure, Bill. So I don't know, again... You know, it, it could absolutely happen here. I, I, I don't think Ohio State's going to beat Georgia, but we'll see. They certainly have the players to pull off the upset. I think Georgia's probably going to win that football game by playing the style that they play, and I think that Georgia defensive front's going to give that Ohio State backfield some problems. We'll see how Stroud does with that pressure that I think Georgia's going to bring. Uh, but you never know. And uh, But, yeah, Sadly, you know, that scenario that you talked about, if we end up playing Ohio State and they find a way to beat us, suddenly what happened in Columbus two weeks ago is an afterthought because no one's going to remember. It'd be, you know, Ohio State national champions, and that would be that'd be a bummer. Um, but if the roles were reversed and somehow we lost to Ohio State but it had another chance and knocked them off in the, in the title game, Michigan fans would be super happy that we got to forget about, you know, the loss in the regular season. So it goes both ways. Um, it's just it's just the way it is in college football is, is we now, you know, lurch forward into far more toward the NFL model as college football evolves. Or if you're Ryan Day and Michigan beats you twice within a six-week period and you've lost three straight <laughs> times to them, yeah. uh, you're calling you're calling U-Haul uh, and you're moving out. Yeah. yeah, you're calling your realtor and you're calling all your buddies in the NFL to get out of college football together and uh, bounce up to the NFL because, well, like I just said, in, in a couple of years, there's not going to be a whole lot of difference uh, between the NFL model and the, and the college model uh, in some ways, for sure. That might be a call to Urban Meyer to come back. <laughs> They're already doing that, aren't they? I heard that on television. I know. For him. Uh, Urban, <laughs> Urban seems really excited about things, and his excitement about Ohio State getting in after Utah waxed USC. I, I, I will say this. Your USC, you dropped the 10th in the final college football playoff rankings. You were penalized for getting blown out in a title game, and Ohio State didn't have to play. I, I, I still, I, I'm a, I knew it would be Ohio State at four. And I was surprised by Alabama and Tennessee at five and six, and especially Tennessee behind Alabama when they beat uh, Alabama. But USC uh, getting waxed. I, I guess it's safe to say now. 
If TCU would have got pummeled by K-State in their title game, three and four might have been Ohio State and Alabama. Yeah, it, it very well may have been. I think it just, you know, I think that goes to the, the committee and their eyeball tests and whatever filters they have that they're looking for. Uh, I think defense still pays, uh, pays dividends and is a premium in college football and, and USC certainly can score points, although they, they were held back against uh, Utah there in that championship game. But you got to play defense, Bill. You can't, you can't get drummed and you can't get guys running up and all, down over your head and, and you can't have your superstar quarterback get destroyed on national television. It's a bad look, and that's what USC did. You know, the interesting thing about college football now uh, with the NIL and very loose rules about transferring, you watch, you watch USC is going to go by themselves a defense, and they will be back. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman with the University of Michigan, late 80s, early 90s, also the co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast. You can hear weekly at thewolverine.com. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, final thoughts with you uh, in this conversation, Doug. Uh, how many linemen currently on Michigan do you think are NFL draftees? Potential NFL starters one day. This this year or in and when they become this eligible Th- this year, yeah, or this or this year, year? not not this uh, year that that are leaving, but off this line when they become draft eligible. Oh, good grief! I think uh, four out of five for sure. I think it's a little early on our young right tackle there, Mister Barnhart. I like him a lot, but I think right guard, center, left guard, left tackle, all of them draftable. Certainly, the best of the five is Olo Batimi at center. He's a first rounder in my mind. But all those guys, uh, Barnhart included, I think, can all play in the NFL. But right now, I think all of them would be you know, certainly you know one guy near the top of the draft. The rest of them, at least in the middle of the draft, in my mind, those guys are all pretty doggone good, Bill. Doug Skeen was pretty doggone good as a Michigan football player and pretty doggone good every other hole at Tellymore during our <laughs> football <laughs> summits. Uh, he's joining us on the Meyer guest line. Uh, Doug, it's a great I time. Wait. I know. I can't wait for the game. I can't wait for the spring and our spring football summit at Tullymore. And one thing that I did mention to start this show today, Doug, before I let you go, when you look at Edwards and McCarthy uh, and coming back, when you look at the depth they've developed, I really think with what they have returning, Michigan has a great chance to be preseason number one in college football when this season has concluded. Yeah, they do. We'll see how this thing finishes out and certainly what the transfer portal happens, you know, what happens to Michigan there with their depth in some areas. But they're going to have the names at the feature positions certainly coming into next year. We've got some good young players and established quarterback. And as you know, Bill, if you don't have an established quarterback in college football, you're in a lot of trouble for the first time in a long, long time now, for the second year in a row, now looking forward into next year, Michigan has stability at the quarterback position and many other positions, and uh, most notably that offensive line up front. Yeah, we're losing Oluwatimi at center, but we've got a good one in Crippen who's been quietly sitting there developing all along. So I don't expect much of a drop-off in the middle of that offensive line going into next year. So, yeah, we'll be top five for sure, and all you got to do is win and get into this playoff and see what happens. Uh, but at the end of the day, Bill, it's always about that offensive line up front. you got to beat people up and give yourself a chance. Doug Skeen, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. Go check that out. 
Uh, Doug, we'll talk as we get closer to the TCU matchup. Awesome, Bill. Thanks for having me. Go All Blue. All right, Doug Skeen joining us on the Meyer Guest Side. And Meyer, proud uh, to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics and gear up for the Wolverines. In the college football playoff, quality, license, official team gear, a huge selection. Always had that great Meyer price inside the team gear department at your local Meyer. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad from Michigan's Big Ten title game win over Purdue. Good and bad from the Lions. Dominating start to finish. I don't think there's any bad. How many times we get that on a Bud Light huge question of the day? And by the way, thank you to the team from Fabiano Brothers for serving up Bud Light in Detroit and all across Michigan with other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top right! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions made a statement on Sunday as they waxed the Jacksonville Jaguars 40-14. to Sure, I know many of you may be thinking, how would the Jags a statement win? Both teams ended the game at 4-7 and on the season. Both were very comparable statistically. But when the lights came on at Ford Field, the Lions completely died dominated their opponent. 31 first downs, 8 of 12 on third down, 437 total yards, only one penalty, almost 37 minutes of possession, no turnovers, and not a single punt. It was an obliteration. Detroit scored on their first eight possessions of the game and lined up in the victory formation for their ninth and final time with the ball. The Lions have now won four out of their last five, and folks, the change is happening right before our eyes. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. The 57th Annual GLI is back in tournament form and ready to rock and end the arena in Grand Rapids. Featuring the Michigan State Spartans. Goal for Michigan State. The Paris State Bulldogs. The Bulldogs upset the number two ranked team. Western Michigan Broncos. Poland with a shot. He Michigan Tech Huskies. The Huskies are going crazy. The Great Lakes Invitational at Andal Arena in Grand Rapids, December 27th and 28th. College hockey at its best. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan, the only show where the people have a voice. We're all about huge opinions, big-name guests, Superfly Hayes. 
He is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. In a moment, Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com will join us. What's going on with the Lions? They're playing as good as anybody in the NFL right now. They're in the playoff hunt. It's December. This team had one win after the Miami loss. I was there yesterday, start to finish. About as a complete of NFL game as I've ever seen from the Lions. And they've dropped a few of them under Dan Campbell. Arizona last year at home at the Giants uh, this year. But everything, special teams, offense, defense, coaching wasn't an issue. And Jacksonville had won two out of three. Michael O'Hara in a moment. Also John Conlon, our soccer insider on the World Cup. What's the future for the Americans? What about the quarterfinals? Conlon in about 20 minutes. Let's go talk about the Lions. Man, what a win yesterday against Jacksonville, and also a full house. Here's a dog team coming in. The fans appreciating the way this team is playing, and they didn't lay down. Uh, Michael O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist when it comes to Lions in the NFL. He's standing by in the Meyer guest sign. And, uh, start to finish, Michael. Uh, I'm almost speechless. The perfect game. I really was. It started with a fumble recovery, I think, in the third play of the game or the second play of the game. Just a really a strong effort by um, – by Alex Anzalone, the linebacker. He was clearly on the other side of the field. He, and he's, you know, he's fast. He could run. Got over there and, and, get, and then got the ball away from a couple other guys. Set him up. And I think, what, seven plays later, whatever it was, Lions have a touchdown, a 7-0 lead, and the route was on. Well, what impressed you the most about yesterday and the performance well, by the entire team? Special teams, offense, defense, what's the one thing that stood out to you? The one thing that stood out to me is they played complimentary football on, on all three sides. And plus the coaching, the way they had him set up, the, the game plan, especially offensively. They told them before the game, this game is going to be on the skilled, skilled position players, uh, you know, running backs, wide receivers, cornerbacks, and they all those three those three units really came up came up strong all the way around. So I think you know setting out a you know a, a defined game plan and following it through and then having it work the way it did, and it really really worked to me was probably the most most important thing. Now, what, what I saw with my own eyes, that type of thing, I think it was just the way that Jared Goff ran the offense. I mean, I actually saw like he, he was the orchestra leader of the entire team is the way he played yesterday. I mean, 340 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was just in, he was just in complete control of that game. Lions keep winning and the Rams keep losing, so that pick first-rounder acquired in the Stafford trade looks better yep. each and every week. Yeah, I think they're down to fifth overall right now, or up to fifth overall, whichever way you want to put it. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it went up a couple notches, and it wouldn't surprise me if it went down just a little, but there's not much more to go. I mean, Houston has one win. I don't think anybody's going to – I don't think they're going to rise up and win three or four in a row or anything like that. So, But either way, it's a good it's a good pick for the Detroit Lions, and it makes that, that whole trade, which looked good from the beginning, look even better now when you consider what they've done with those picks. Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist, insider, joining us on the Meyer guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Man, if they can beat the Vikings on Sunday, that schedule is set up for the Lions to at least be there to win out. I mean, really, if they can beat the Vikings, uh, they're in the playoff hunt right now. They're at number nine, Seattle, Washington, the Giants in front of them. They own the tiebreaker 
on two of those teams, uh, but uh, beat the Vikings, who are 10-2, and two, uh, I think they'll get a ton of notice around the NFL. No, I think they will, too. In fact, you know, I just was listening to the radio here in Detroit, and I heard, you know, the Jim Rome show. He's probably one of the stars nationally on radio, and he had a very, very laudatory view of the Detroit Lions. It was short and to the point, but you don't hear much about that kind of stuff about the Lions, but you're starting to hear it now. You really are. Well, what do you think about this matchup with the Vikings? Because they, uh, they haven't been dominating, but they found a way to win, and that goes back to when the Lions blew that 10-point lead. Uh, in Minneapolis, man, I look back at that game and the Seattle game at home, and I'm thinking Lions would be sitting, controlling their destiny with the playoff spot right now. That's how close this team is to the playoffs. Well, I think this, you know, they're they're ten and two, the Vikings, and they can clinch their division a division title on on Sunday. And this, look, I understand that's what I've just seen that the Lions are favored in this game. I'm surprised about that, but. You know, not that that makes any difference about what's going to go on on the field, but look, the Vikings are very, very potent on offense. They got a, you know, a good, not great, but good quarterback in Kirk Cousins. I mean, he'll get the ball out. Uh, he's had good games against the Lions at at, at Ford Field. Got a terrific uh, passing game. Good running, good runners, and you know they can do a lot of things. But their their, their issue has been defensively, and they can't stop the run. I think they're what thirty first, and getting all these other, you know. Uh, different categories of the running game, and they're near the bottom in all of them. And I think the Detroit Lions don't really have a, a good balanced out, uh, good balanced out offense. Uh, I like the stuff they've done, and I think they can really do some damage with their running game, which will set up their passing game. I think this this really, in some ways, plays into the Lions' strength and plays also into the Minnesota Vikings' weakness defensively. His name is Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com. You can follow everything Lions uh, 24-7 there. Uh, playing as good as anybody in the NFL right now, man. You look back at how well, you know, you, the the Dolphins game and how well they played in the first half and lost a close one there. The Bills Thanksgiving game, I mentioned Seattle. You go to Minneapolis early in the season and the double-digit lead. I, they're close, Mike. I, I, I thought they were going in the wrong direction when they were sitting on one win, but... Now, as you kind of look at uh, the body of work and the season as a whole, and you look at how close they are, how you know one play in three games that they make or or the other team doesn't make, and they're a playoff team. They're that close right now. Uh, they really are. I think you know, mathematically, it's it's really against them. You can't afford any slip ups at all. But. You know, they don't look like a team to me that's they're going to slip up. Now, look, you can lose games. You can play well and lose games, too. I mean, go back to last year, a 56-yard field goal by the uh, uh, by the Vikings on the last play of the game in their arena uh, beat the Lions, and then the 66-yarder by, you know, by the Ravens beat them, too. So things can happen even when you play well. And uh, they certainly the Lions have had their share of things happen to them. But if I think it's just a football game, you know, nothing – Nothing crazy happens, which is asking a lot for nothing crazy to happen in football. But if it's just a football game, you know, mano a mano, I like the Detroit Lions. I like, I like, I like the odds on them. I really do. Ah, this is the offense, the ability to put points on the board and golf. Some Absolutely. Of the, some of the some of the throws he made yesterday were just amazing. They really were. I, I was sitting there in the stands uh, with our friends from Bud Light and talking to people and watching some of the replays. Going, wait a minute. Uh, you know, Jared Goff, a guy, a guy again, uh, five games ago, a lot of people wanted him gone and it's time to get a new quarterback in and 
uh, rebuild, reload. Again, the same Lions theme, and here's golf. And again, I go back to the actual plays in a game and how close this team is to just making the playoffs. Nobody was talking Super Bowl. I said 9-8 and eight before the season began, and I hope they would play meaningful games in December. Okay, so you look at five and seven, and they're playing meaningful games in December. And you, I mentioned the games that they, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, uh, finished business in, and and they're there. They are. No, you're right. That the meaningful games in December is 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 a real thing. It's like we've had too many seasons here where the, the really their season has been over before Thanksgiving, and in some cases before, uh, you know. Halloween, and in some cases, the day they drew up drew up the schedule, you just knew that they weren't going to go anywhere. There's an entirely different vibe around that team right now, and around that really around that franchise. I just think that uh, sort of reminds me huge of the 1990s when the Lions got you know got really good. You know, they won a division title in, in 1991 and, and advanced to the NFC uh, Conference Championship game. Got beat by Washington, which went on to win the Super Bowl. And this team has, has a lot of that talent. Now, it doesn't have Barry Sanders, and we're not sure it has Herman Moore either. But it's got good players. I mean, really, and good young players. You know, that, that 91 team and some of the others just immediately after that were not affected by, you know, uh, by some of the rules they had then. Uh, and I just think, I think it's just, I think it's, it's a different a different era right now. But I like a lot of what I see of the Detroit Lions and I think, you know, I, I just think that this is a team who their young players are getting better and better and better. They've got fresh legs now. They've got some guys back from, from the injured list. And really, they're as healthy right now as, as they've been all year, including the start of the season. And look at the NFL team total offense stats for 2022. Chiefs at number one, Bills at two, Eagles at three, Dolphins at four, then Bengals. Uh, you know, one of those five teams probably win sure. the Super Bowl. Then the Browns and the Lions, your Detroit Lions, right there. Lions in front of teams like the Raiders, Seahawks, Niners, Cowboys. Uh, Jags had a high potent offense that is up there uh, in the upper half, but there there are the Lions. I mean, that is pretty good company where you're sitting number seven in total team offense for 2022. Now, that doesn't really surprise you. They look; they started so strong. They were averaging what thirty-one yards. I'm sorry, thirty-one yards, thirty-one points per game for the thirty-two points per game for the first whatever it was five games. You know, then hit a skid. They got shut out by the uh, by the uh, Patriots and had a tough day against the late in the game against the against the Cowboys and really they weren't doing much. But they've really you know, really revived that in the last two or three games. And and, and look, when they're rolling. I mean, they are really rolling good, and right now they're rolling. They are rolling. That's what uh, his theme is, uh, Mike Rolling O'Hara, uh, DetroitLions.com columnist, uh, joining us on the Wire Guest Line. Michael, enjoy your Monday night. Thank you so much for your time. All right, cool. Thanks for having me. All right, Mike O'Hara checking in on the Meyer Guest Line, and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. One of our soccer insiders, John Conlon, will join us next. An update on the World Cup, thoughts on the Americans' And their exit in the round of 16 against the Dutch this past Saturday. Conlon, in just a few minutes on this Moneyline Monday. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beancarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Thomas stepped up with... With $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle and filling your sleigh with $100,000. Come out for Reindeer Games every Friday in December from 6 to 10 p.m. Each hour, two players have the chance to pick a lucky reindeer and win up to $100,000 cash. Don't miss your chance at huge holiday winnings only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Talk about the World Cup. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, head soccer coach for the Byron Center girls team, one of the top club soccer coaches in America, based here on the west side of the state. For our listeners on 96 won the game, you know the name Conlon when it comes to soccer. And uh, John, the U.S., uh, man, uh, you look back on that, they had their chances to move on and beat the Dutch. Yeah, you know, I, you got to give the Dutch credit. I mean, I think they exposed how naive and young we are. I think they they basically wore down um, a team that probably ran its you know gauntlet and was done physically. I thought we looked tired in the game. I thought that they took advantage uh, when they came. And we really did not do the same. Inside the 18-yard box, the Dutch were just clinical. 
Um, and, they, you know, they found some weaknesses. And to be honest with you, Tyler Adams, who, who has been our best player, uh, got exposed on the first goal, and I think he did on the second goal too. Um, but, you know, the, the Dutch are a world power, and and that's what happens. Like you make one mistake, they, they, they cut you in half, and that's what they did. Yeah, you just said uh, the back line, you just can't make those mistakes. And I love the honesty uh, by the U.S. goalkeeper afterwards that the defense could have been better. But uh, learning experience, I did like the speed, athleticism. When we look to the future in the next World Cup uh, in North America, I, I just I, I like the combinations uh, that they were presenting this year. Yeah, you know, we, we have some things to solve before then. I, everyone's, you know, pointing to 2026, which – I'm pretty sure I said at the beginning uh, uh, of this World Cup to you that I, you know, this whatever happens in this one is just getting us ready for the next one. We obviously have a great midfield. We obviously have two great outside backs and a great keeper. Um, our our center backs are old, so we're gonna have to figure that out. Uh, and our, you know, our front runners, our, our attacking players up top are all super young and not overly experienced, and they're not great goal scorers. So we got to solve the center backs. We got to solve the depth of our team, and we got to solve our goal scoring. And those are pretty major issues. So I, I am excited about the next World Cup, but I, I think our lack of depth is really what killed us for the most part in the Dutch game. Like we just looked tired. And when you go into a World Cup and you got to play seven games in three weeks, you know you have to you have to be eighteen to twenty deep. And we're, we right now, honestly, are like fourteen deep in terms of international level players and. Yeah, I just I, I, we have some things to figure out in the next four years. Yeah, minus the U.S. Uh, when we look at the setup now uh, for the quarterfinals, Netherlands and Argentina, Croatia and Brazil, England and France, and more than likely uh, Portugal and Spain. How about that final eight of Portugal and Spain take care of business? Well, it just shows you that while things change, everything remains the same, uh, with the exception of Croatia, which. You know, has only become a world power recently. The other seven teams are always there, and it's their depth, it's their professional league, it's their coaching, it's their tactical awareness, and it's their youth system. And the rest of the world's still chasing them. You know, and I posted that the other day that we're not chasing the whole world; we're chasing these eight in front of us. And you know, you can throw in Germany and Italy and a couple other teams in there too that are always world powers. Uh, we, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to the rest of the world. We should be comparing ourselves to those teams. And those are the teams that are winning World Cups or playing in World Cup finals consistently. We should ignore all the haters that are everywhere else because, we're honestly, we're just as good as everybody else in the world. Um, but those top eight to ten teams, we're still a ways off. And uh, it's going to be a great final eight for sure. I, I think Brazil, though, today looks unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. And, you know, they've got players coming off their bench that would be better than anybody on the U.S. team. Uh, so that just shows you the depth of Brazil. And, and, you know, France right now is playing without five starters. They came into this World Cup without five starters, and they're demolishing people. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're a ways off. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, talking World Cup here on uh, the huge show across Michigan. John, we'll get an update from you uh, when we get through the quarterfinal stage. Sounds good. Great. All right, John Conlon checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer proud of Team USA. And all the soccer clubs are connected to all across Michigan. Uh, Before we wrap up, I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 
Uh, it's that time of year. Everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday spirit. But what about all the basketball? So right now, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is offering new customers a chance to bet just $5 on the pregame money line on any NBA team. And if they win their game, you'll get $150 in free bets if they do. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code HUGE to get out on the holiday hoops action and place that $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win. And if they do, you'll get $150 in free bets. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app when you use code HUGE when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash basketball terms. Well done, Superfly Hayes. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. If you miss anything, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.